Church, please stand for the reading of God's word. Today, God will be speaking to us through the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verses 1 through 10. Exodus, chapter 14, verses 1 through 10. When you have it, please say amen. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they turn and camp before Pihaharoth, between Migdal and the sea, opposite Baal-Zephon. You shall camp before it by the sea, for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart, so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am he, the Lord. And they did so. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Also, he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Pilhaharoth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were afraid, very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. May God bless the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy and divine word. Remain standing. Let's pray. Father, we do bless your name. Father, we thank you that your word is true. Father, we have gathered today because we believe that you're going to inspire us to greatness. God, we anticipate the Holy Spirit of God speaking to us and waking us up afresh, a fresh anointing, fresh manna for this day that we might be transformed. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that as I speak the infallible word of God, the everlasting word of God, that I may articulate this word today with good continuity of thought, that my mind will be at rest and at peace as, Father, you use me to speak through me to the hearts of your people. We magnify you. We thank you for what you're going to do in and through us today. And all God's people said, amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's so good to see each and every one of you. We begin a new series last week entitled Forward. And uh, many of us in life, all of us, we have times in our life where life is very challenging and obstacles come and we have to make decisions on how we're going to, to make it through. And God has a word for us today. The title of my sermon today, if you want to give it a title, is called Keep Moving. Everybody say Keep Moving. Keep moving. How many know that the human body is an incredible thing? 
you know, the more I examine and I think about the human body, I, I get really excited because it just affirmed to me the glory and the grace of God. There's no way that you can look at the human body and the complexity of your body and not recognize that there must be a God someplace. And God designed our body in very unique ways. But the primary way in which he designed us is he designed our bodies to be to move, to keep moving. We are most effective when we keep moving. And when we stop moving, how many of you know we're not as effective? In fact, I was listening. I like, I like basketball. I like all sports, actually. But I, I like basketball. Kobe Bryant happened to be one of my best basketball players. I love Kobe Bryant. And he just got a, a torn Achilles heel. Uh, he ruptured his Achilles. And, and, and they said to him, they said, uh, it's going to take about eight months for you to recover from that. And then after you kind of start recovering, then you're going to have to do some rehab. Because if you don't rehab that thing, if you don't get that thing moving back like it was, then it will become stiff on you and, and possibly you will never be able to use it again. Now, what's unique about that as it relates to us is God designed us to be a forward moving people. In fact, I think of people sometimes who lose hope in life. And they feel like, well, you know, I don't want to go on. I don't want to keep I don't want to I don't want to keep moving forward. And, you know, whenever people start thinking that way, whenever they, they have that kind of mindset, then they, they, they start to lose hope and they kind of fall down in this kind of depression. And how do you know when you're depressed, you're not moving and your spirit, you're still you're not progressing forward. You're stagnant. You don't feel like pressing. And all of us have those moments in your life. I'm going to help you this morning. This is going to be real good. I just want to let you know. But, but, but we all have those times in our life where, where, where it just, you just don't feel like moving on. Life has hit you seven different ways. Every time you think you got a breakthrough on one end, here comes another issue. And there are those moments where you just feel like, you know what, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting this battle. I'm tired of fighting this same battle one year, two years, three years, five years. And you just feel like every now and then, you know, I just want to give up. Has there been anybody ever in here that felt like giving up? Amen. And, and, and all of us have to battle with that. That's why the devil works so hard in your life to get you to quit your marriage. That's why the devil works so hard in life to get you to quit everything that is sustentative in your life. That's why he works overtime to get you to quit so that you cannot fulfill the destiny and the call of God on your life. He wants to discourage you. He wants to keep you down. That's what the devil is, is trying to do. He wants to keep you in a place where, whereby you're not moving no more, whereby you just kind of sit there and you give up. And if you've ever met a person that, that's hopeless, that's a person that's in some deep trouble. A person that's hopeless that don't feel like moving ahead. But I've learned in my life, as I've been walking with the Lord now for some 23 years, that even in my darkest hour, if I can somehow get one foot ahead of the other foot, I can make it. And, and I'm still, I'm standing, I'm standing here today and you are sitting there today because of the grace of God. Because somewhere along the line, you said, even though this has gotten hard for me, even though this is very difficult for me, even though I don't feel like it. How I many you know sometimes you just don't feel like it? Even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it anyhow. And somehow, some way, God worked miracles in your life. And so let's look at this today. And in, the, uh, in Exodus chapter 14, a very familiar passage, a scripture, the children of Israel, 
we're going to look at some lessons from the Red Sea. Uh, the children of Israel had been in oppression for some 430 years. I mean, no, that's a long time to be oppressed. They were in slavery. They were being tormented. They were being abused. They were being taken advantage of for some 430 years. Talking about oppression and talking about depression, all the ingredients was right there for them. And the Bible said that the children of Israel began to moan because of the pain and the anguish and the stuff that they were going through. And, and then it goes on to say, and, and the Lord, when he saw their moaning, when he saw their tears, when he saw their crying, the Bible said that the Lord, he heard it. How many know the Lord hears you this morning? He hears what you're going through. He sees your tears. He sees your pain. You must understand that the Lord hears it. And so he says, Moses, boy, I know it's been 40 years, but I'm going to call you. I want you to go to Egypt because my people are in some trouble. My people need some help. My people have been struggling here, and I'm sending you, Moses, to go and get my people out of Egypt and lead them into their land of promise. Moses then goes. He's doubting. He's questioning God himself because he had to deal with his own issues. But Moses, God still called him, and God said, God says, Moses, you go do this. And so Moses go, and he confronts the Pharaoh. So let God's people go. Pharaoh said, I ain't letting them go. And God says, oh, no, you're not. You're going to let them go. And through a series of plagues and challenges and, and, and God having to convince Pharaoh that he is the Lord, that he is the king, and that whatever God purpose in the earth, it will happen. And so Pharaoh ends up letting the children of Israel go. Now, how, now, now I want you to imagine this. You're being enslaved for 430 years. Think about the emotional turmoil and think about what they were experiencing. And now finally, we get to go. And so as they are out, they're out in the wilderness and they're, and they're moving ahead with their life. All of a sudden they look back, here comes Pharaoh again. Because Pharaoh ends up changing his mind. He ends up saying, well, you know what? I, I'm going to go. I'm not going to let them go. And so the people of Israel come to a place called Midol in the Red Sea. They're right between there. And so they come at this place, at this, at this water, uh, that we call the Red Sea, and they really are boxed in. They have no way out. Now, I'm going I'm to shock some of you this morning. I'm going to give you, a, a, I'm going to mess with your theology a little bit. Now, now, because most of us have been taught that God will never, ever lead me into some hard places. Stay with me. That God will never, ever lead me into this bad situation. How many of you have ever said that, if you're honest? That no way that God, got I me mean, everything that God does in my life, it is good. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in what? Green pastures. God ain't going to, God lead me decide the, what kind of waters? Still water. Certainly, God will not lead me into a situation that is hard and difficult. Now, y'all, stay with me. Now, you must understand that that is not true. God, now, now, now you must understand that there are often times when God will lead you 
in some tough places. Now, you got to understand some things here about this passage of Scripture. The children of Israel are now at a place where they're closed in. They're boxed in, all right? They don't know where to go at this point. They're looking at the Red Sea, and they got the enemy on their back. What am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? But did you not know that God sent them right there? Let's look at, let's look at this verse. Look at verse number, uh, chapter 14, verse number 2 in Exodus, chapter 14. Look at this. God told Moses, God said to Moses, Speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Piharoth between Magdal and the sea opposite of Baal Zephron. And you shall camp before it by the sea, for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land, the wilderness has closed them in. Now, do you hear that? Did you hear that? So God... God is the one that actually led them in. In fact, he said, Moses, here's what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to put the children of Israel, I want them to be closed in right there by Madal in the Red Sea, and I want them to be boxed in right there because, see, I want the enemy, I want the enemy to come. I want Pharaoh to come after them. And, and when Pharaoh see them, the first thing Pharaoh is going to say is that they're closed in. I got them down. But how do you know it was a setup? They didn't have nothing. It got, I mean, God has set the thing up all along. You see, well, Pastor, where do you get it from that, that, that God will lead us into some tough places? Well, the Bible says, for an example, in the gospel that Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to fight the devil for 40 days. The children of Israel, now they are finding themselves in a very, very hard place. And boy, and Pharaoh is licking his chop. He's like, I got him now. I got him right where I want him. But he did not recognize. No, you didn't. God put them there. Now, I want you to understand, maybe you're going through something tough today. Maybe you're in a tough situation. And, and, and maybe, you're, you, maybe you don't quite understand all that is happening, but you must understand that no matter how hard and how difficult what you're confronted with today, you must believe that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You must know at that moment when you don't have all the answers that God is at work. You must realize that even though I am here, God, the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by who? The Lord. So I know that my life is being directed today. There's no accident. I didn't just show up. I'm, I'm not just here. The Lord, he keepeth me. The Lord is my maker. The Lord is the one that takes me where he wants me to be. And so they're closed in. What am I going to do now? I got them. They're closed in. What are you going to do? Well, some of you right now, you're saying, well, Pastor, I feel, I feel like I'm closed in. Is anybody here a witness to that? I feel like, Pastor, I feel like my, my, my back is up against it. I got the enemy on my back. I don't know what to do. I'm going to help you this morning because you know exactly what to do. But you got to understand that God had a plan the whole time. How many of you believe that God is working in your life? I mean, how many of you really believe that God is working in your life? I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. And I know you're tempted to think that somehow God has left you. I, somewhere in the Bible, I read that the Lord said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Do you believe that? Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. So you know the Lord has not left me. So why am I here closed in? 
Why am I boxed in? I mean, God, why am I here? Because God is saying, I, see, for the enemy, they thought that they would destroy the people of Israel. But actually, God was going to flip him because God wanted Pharaoh to come so that he can take and break his back, which is what God ended up doing. Let's keep going with this. So, so they, they're closed in. God is setting the enemy up. Now watch this. Here's, here's, a, here's, here's another point. They were haunted by their past. How many of you have ever been haunted by your past? On one end, watch this. On one end, I'm going out. The Lord has brought me out. But boy, when you've been going through some stuff for a long time, even though on one end you're celebrating, on the other end you're still kind of looking like, like this. I'm, I'm not really... I know, I know I'm delivered, but you're not really able to enjoy what God is doing in your life now because you keep looking back. You keep going this, you keep going like this. And, and God said, I delivered you, but you keep going like this, yeah. Because you see, it's, it's been 430 years. I, I'm not really sure, you know. I'm not really sure, really, is, is this real? Is this really happening? I mean, am I really getting out of this? And so here they come. Now, now watch this. So they're finally out, and all of a sudden, they see the enemy coming. They see Pharaoh coming. And, and you, can, you can imagine what they were saying. Oh, my God. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I, I, I You know, I wanted to believe I was going to get out of this. How many of you have had a problem? You really thought it was over, and then, you know. I really, really wanted to get delivered. I thought that this was it. I, I knew it. Look over there. Here comes Pharaoh again. And you know they were looking back because as soon as, they, as soon as he came, they could see him, they started crying. They started crying because now they're challenged. Some of you have been delivered, but you can't enjoy your deliverance because you keep looking back. You're scared. You're thinking to yourself, this ain't real. This ain't going to stay. But see, you got to, you got to look ahead, baby. You got, to, you got to keep pressing. You got to know that when God called you out, you're out. And you can't be intimidated by what you see. You can't be intimidated by what you see with your naked eye because God don't think on that level. You can't be intimidated. You can't be looking back and you can't be going through all this stuff. Oh, God, look at you. Know, you ain't to be doing that. The Bible said the just shall live by what? Help me preach in here. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by what? You are on top. You're a winner today. You are a winner today. You got to understand that because God is working in your life. But it's just getting good. Let's, let's keep going with this. So they're, they're hunted with their past. You see, you got to understand, the Pharaoh represented fear, bondage, oppression, abuse, rape, torment. See, that was a problem that would not go away in their mind. And how many know that after a while, you might start to try to think that, oh, and the enemy, how many know the devil, he wanted, he's always whispering in your ear. It ain't no. I'm still here. See, I, I tell people all the time. That's why the Bible says faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Amen. And you got to talk till you hear nothing but faith coming up out of your spirit to get the devil up off your back. 
I, I just, sometimes I'm riding in my car down the road, brother. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm riding in my car down the road, and brother, I'm talking. And people looking at me like, is he on the phone or what's it? About in the car. Because, look, I don't want to hear the stuff. I don't want to hear the voices. I'm looking for one voice. That's his voice. And so you got to learn how to listen for his voice and don't be entertaining all that negative stuff. Now watch this. So, so finally, so finally you got to understand. Now, now say with me. So, so the people of Israel, they're thinking to themselves, okay, this has been a problem. Some of you, some of you have been having an issue that's been a perpetual problem and it won't go away. It just keeps troubling you. I don't know what it is, but, but you know what it is. You, you, you've been waiting. You just keep praying. You kept keep. And, and for some reason, this, this thing, this thing would not go away. And, and it's, it's been bothering you. But understand what God said. Look at this. God got a word for you this morning. Look at this verse right here. Look at verse number 13 in Exodus chapter 4. You dare say amen. We're going to camp at Exodus. Y'all might as well stay in Exodus chapter 14 today. I don't think we're going much anyplace else. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid or fear not. Stand still. See, stand still don't mean that we don't, don't, don't move. Stand still means you need to be at rest in your soul. You need to stop wrestling with doubt and unbelief. You need to calm your spirit down. Stand down. We, got it. we, say, we say this in police work. Stand down. Relax. God got this. Watch this. He said, now, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you when? Today. Now watch this. Now watch this. Stay with me now. Stay with me. He said, now, for the Egyptian you see today, you shall see again no more forever. <laughs> Y'all didn't get that. Because that was your chance to jump up and scream right there. You got to understand what was happening. God was saying, now, I know you've been worried about this, and you've been dealing with this issue for a lot of years, but what I'm fixing to do, if I can speak in southern language, what I'm fixing to do, that this enemy, this problem that has haunted you, I'm going to deal with it once and for all. It ain't going to bother you ever again. That's a prophetic word for somebody. You better jump up and catch it. You better grab hold of it. You better take it. You better, if, that, if that's you, you better take it. Because God sent me to tell you that he has broken the back of Pharaoh, and you don't have to worry about it no more. Everything God has been doing in your life, he brought you to this point. He brought you to the brink so that he might demonstrate his glory. He brought you to the brink so that you may, you're going you're gonna to stand. He said, stand still and see. You're going to see what God does, and it's going to be like, wow. God says, and I was praying about this thing because, you know, and I was just praying about the people and praying about our church. And, and, and God says, God says, you know, this thing has been a perpetual problem. God spoke this to me yesterday. He said the thing, he said it's over. He said it's over. He spoke, he said the thing is over. It ain't going to bother you no more. You are released. See, that's what God was doing to the enemy. That's why God brought Pharaoh. That's why he brought the children of Israel to the brink. How many know God didn't bring you to the brink to destroy you? He brought you to the brink to bless you. If you find yourself at the brink, baby, you might as well start getting your praise or start rejoicing. Start giving God the glory because he brought you to the brink to bless you. Now watch this. 
Now watch this. So he said to the children of Israel, look at this, look at verse number 14. Uh, the Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. How, how many of you want, how many like them apples? <laughs> the Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. If God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. And you shall hold your peace. No, no, no. Why? Why? Why would Moses say at that moment, hold your peace? You know why Moses said, hold your peace? Now, y'all, listen to me real carefully. I want you to listen to me real carefully because how many of you know your words mean something? Because your word is a reflection of what's in your heart. And how many know that God hears your words? And one of the things you want to stop God's blessing in your life real quick, if you, if you really, if you get, if you just get kind of twisted in your thinking and you want to see, man, I want to stop the blessing of God. I don't know anybody who want to do that, but just in case there's somebody who's off their rocker who thinks that way. If, if, you find, if you come to a place and you say, well, I want to stop the blessing of God in my life, then here's what you do. Start complaining quick. Start complaining. You mean to tell me that the children of Israel, that God had a plan. We already read it. God had a plan. God said, God told Moses, he said, tell my people to set up right by the Red Sea because I'm going to let the enemy come and think he got them. But no, I'm going to flip this thing on them. So set my people up. So God is doing all that work in their life. And here they are on the other end. Well, I don't like this situation. Oh, let's look at what they said. Let's look at this. Let's look at what they said. I, I can't even get it. I, I mean, I got to read this. So I can. Then look at verse number 11. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt. Wait a minute, brothers, sisters. Y'all were crying for God to deliver you when you were in Egypt. Have, have you taken us away to die in this wilderness? Now think about everything that God was doing. And God is hearing this, right? Now God has already got a plan. He's going to bring them out. He's going to deliver them. And what are they doing? They're complaining. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt? So we know that while they were in Egypt, there were some people who were even in bondage who wanted to stay there. Because there were some that said, we really need to just stay right here. How many know you always got some people that just want to stay right where they are? They don't want to go nowhere. There are some people who say they want to grow, they want to go to, you don't want to go nowhere. You want to stay where you are because growth is for risk takers. And you ain't willing to take no risk, you ain't going nowhere. You got to take a risk. You got to be willing to get embarrassed. You got to be willing to step out in faith. Bible said that God rewards those that believe. Faith. Now watch this. Are you a risk taker today? Well, watch this. He says, let us alone. This is what they're saying. That we may serve the Egyptians. What? You want to serve the Egyptians? The, the same Egyptian that you were crying out to me that you wanted deliverance from? The same Egyptian that's been tormenting you, raping you, beating you, and abusing you, you want to serve them? Really? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Now, now let, let, me, let me help you with this for a moment. Moses have to hear all this talking. Because see, th th what they fail to realize is <laughs> that while they're sitting there complaining to Moses, God is taking it personal. 
God is taking it personal. God is hearing that, and God is taking it the whole thing personal. You see, now, you ever met people like this? Now, now, I got no problem with you stating the reality of a thing. Right, here's, the, here's the thing. So you got a problem, you got an issue, right? And you want to state the reality. Here's where I am. But look, if you're going to take 20 or 30 minutes to complain and tell me about your situation, how bad it is, at least give God 20 or 30 minutes of praise in the process. Don't just sit there and just complain about how bad it is. Won't you just flip that thing around and since you got so much energy to talk about how bad it is, won't you talk about, yeah, it was hard, it was difficult, but I see the hand of God working in all of this. Yeah, even though it's hard, even though it's difficult, but God just keep on doing great things for me. And somehow, some way, I, I, I don't quite understand, but, but yeah, it's hard, it's, it's, it's troubling me, but God keep on making a way for me. Amen. So all I'm going to say is, if you're going to state something, you're going to complain, you ought to at least give God the same justice and talk about how good he is. If you want to tell somebody about what you're going through, tell them about what you're going through. But at the back end of it, you don't complain. Because when you start complaining, you're complaining against God. You're telling God, I don't like what you're doing right now. Because last time I heard, he's the sovereign of the earth. Last time I heard, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Last time I heard, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Last thing I heard, that there is no wisdom, no knowledge, no counsel against the Lord. Last thing I heard, that he is all-powerful, omnipotent and omniscient, all-knowing. Last I heard, he is the king of glory. Last I heard, he is in charge. So if God said, I'm going to put you at the brink, then sit at the brink and give God praise while you're at the brink. Worship God while you're at the brink. When you're going through your problems, come on, give God praise. Come on and worship him. Yeah, brother, the roof is falling in, but I'm going to give God praise as I duck. <laughs> it's pouring down rain, and the hell is out there. I got my umbrella, and it's beat up, but I'm going to keep on walking. How many know you ought to give God the praise? So if you want to complain, give him the praise. Don't complain. Give him the praise. Now watch this. Watch this. You must know that the Lord will bring you out even though the details are sketchy. How many, know, how many of you know exactly how God going to bring you out? No. Is there anybody here who say, Pastor, I know exactly how God going to bring me out. <laughs> you don't know, do you? Come on, you don't know. Boy, I wish. But, 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 but see, here's what God told Moses. When God told Moses about how he was going to set Pharaoh up, God says, Here's what I'm going to do. Set them up. I'm going to you know, make sure they camp over here by the Red Sea, and I, and I want them to park right there, and Pharaoh going to think that, 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 that he got them, but, 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 but watch what I do. And God didn't tell Moses exactly what he was going to do. Because if Moses knew exactly what he was going to do, Moses would have did it without God having to tell him. Some of y'all are saying, what are you talking about, Pastor? Let's go back to the Bible. Look at this. Look, look at this. It says in, in verse number 15. Y'all in verse 15? And the Lord said to who? Now Moses was a man that God said, God said he never talked to nobody like he talked to Moses. He said he spoke to Moses face to face like a man. How many of you like that? Moses just had conversations with God. God Moses didn't have to sit there and labor like we have to do. God just talked to him. He said, I talked to Moses face to face. I just, remember, I had something on my mind. I said, Moses, hey, here's what I'm thinking. 
But look what God, God kind of rebuked Moses. Watch this in verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Who did God say that to? Moses. <laughs> Who did God say that to? Moses. He said, Moses, why are you crying to me? Moses, you ought to know better. Moses, I've been showing you some things. Why are you sitting there crying? Apparently, there came to a place where whether Moses was just there, he was just praying, and Moses just, you know, maybe, the, the, obviously the people had gotten stagnant and they weren't moving. They just kind of sat there. They weren't going forward. They just kind of sat there, and, 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 and they just start just, you know, they start going into this pity party thing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You ever had a pity party? God can't use you when you're in a pity party. If you want to have a pity party, have the thing real quick and get on with it. Because God can't ever use none, nobody when you're wallowing in pity. When Elijah was at that rock, when Elijah started, when he went and hid, and he was like, oh, Lord, I'm the only one killed me. I want to die. God said, what are you doing here? Get up. What are you doing in the cage, Elijah? What are you doing? What? Get up, boy. I got work for you to do. God didn't even sit there and have a big, long conversation. He didn't sit there and say, Moses, it's going to be. Get up, boy. I got work for you to do. So if you want to have your pity party, have a thing real quick and get up and move on because God can't use you when you're wallowing in self-pity. So God says, tell my people, Moses, tell my people, why are you crying to me? Stop crying to me. Because everybody, you can imagine, you know, a million, two million people, oh, God, looking at the enemy, oh, God, you brought us out here to kill us. Oh, how do you know God didn't bring you this far to kill you? Do you believe that? God has not brought you where he brought you to to destroy you. He's a good God. Amen. He is a good God. Amen. He says, now Moses, tell the children of Israel to do what? Go forward. Don't be crying to me. Tell them to go forward. Because you, you see, when you're going really through it, when it gets really hard, you, you, like, you, know, I, I, you know, like I said earlier, that, that the temptation is to just kind of sit there and, and not move and God said, tell my people to keep going. Well, well, you don't understand. It's a big body of water. They look at it. Look at that. Tell my people to keep going. God's brought you to the brink. He knows what he's doing. But if you're going to experience what I'm about to do, you need to keep moving. How many of you want to see a miracle in, in your life? I don't care what you find yourself in. You need to keep moving. Look at your neighbor and say, keep moving. So listen, if you find yourself in a difficult place, even though you're scared and you're fearful and you're angry, you're sick, you're troubled, and some of you are in tears. How many of you ever been that way? You've been depressed and oppressed. You're in tears. But here's the best advice that I can give you. No matter where you find yourself, just keep going. Keep praying. Keep serving. Keep loving. Keep giving. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, Pastor, I don't feel like I didn't ask you about how you feel. Just keep doing it. It ain't got nothing to do with it. Your feelings are up and down every day. How many know what I'm talking about? Paul said, I beat my body and make it do what it's supposed to. Your body ain't going to never want to obey God and do what God says a lot of times. If you're honest with yourself, your body want to do what, your body want to take control of you. But you got to beat down your flesh. You got to stand up like a man and like a woman of God. And you got to say, yes, it's hard. And yes, everything is coming at me. But I'm going to keep moving forward. And let me tell you what happened when they moved. What happened when they moved? When they moved forward, God began to dry the ground. He opened up the sea. Good God. Could you imagine that? 
But I, I would have liked to have seen the faces on those jokers. <laughs> but, but God's saying that, 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 that we can look at each other. We, we behold like a mirror the glory of God. We can look at each other and see the glory of God working in our lives because you just keep on working. You keep on moving. And as they did that, this thing opened up and it was dry ground. And they walked. How many know that was what I call a miracle? Now, I wonder how many of you right now, you're in a situation right now, you're saying, Pastor, boy, it's been really hard. I understand it. And I ain't going to deny that it's been really hard. I know. We all go through a hard time. But, but the only thing I can tell you to do, keep going. Amen. Keep going. You might be, I don't feel like I'm hurt, I'm bruised, I'm in tears. I understand that. I will cry with you. But, but while I'm crying with you, I'm going to say, yeah, brother, sister, keep, come on. Yeah, you're going to be all right. Come on, brother. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna make it through this. Come on, brother. How you doing? You okay? Let me wipe your tears off your eyes. You all right? Come on, brother. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's all right. That's all right. You see what I'm saying? Keep moving. That's God's word to you today. Keep moving. I wonder how many of you have been on the brink. And the children of Israel, they didn't realize it at that time, that they were right there, brother. They were right there. But what if they just would have turned around and said, we ain't going nowhere, Moses. We're done. Pharaoh, take us. And how many know they went right back into Egypt and back in the bunk? There's a lot of people of God that way today. They keep coming, but every time they see that, every time they come near to the Red Sea and they see what they think is a problem, they keep running back. That's too much, too much. And I'm going back to bondage. Because you don't really know what it's like to be free until you do what God tells you to do. I don't understand it. I don't, have, I don't understand it. It don't make sense to me. Well, well you, know, you know what? Do what you can do, but you have me know God, the kingdom of God suffer violence, and the violence take it by force. Sometimes you got to fight in this thing. The Lord will fight for you. All God asks you to do is just, do it, just keep moving. Give him a vessel to work in. Stop, look, don't stop whining. Stop, stop talking about how big the sea is. As big as huge, all that. I agree with all that. But keep going. Even if it means, watch this, they look like you're going over a cliff. Keep going. God, I, how many of you will follow God over a cliff? God, I'll follow you, but, but how many know, but, but, but I'd rather be a cliff, I'd rather be following God up on a cliff than following the devil up on one. Because you know what he's going to do with you follow him. He, he, and he'll make it look real good. Yeah, I got some cucumbers and some melons over here. Won't you come on back? You don't have to deal with that Red Sea. But don't you do that. Don't you go back to the enemy. Because that Red Sea is your victory. It's hard, but you keep walking through it, you'll get the victory. You keep going, you will survive, you will make it, and God will get the glory. Come on, give God a praise for that. Amen? Amen. 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 Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, we thank you this morning that you love us, God. God, I thank you that you are a way maker. Hallelujah. God, I thank you, Father God that, Lord, many of us got testimonies right now of how you made a way out of no way. Some of us, Lord, are here right now. We're in tears. We've been struggling, Lord. We've been crying at night. God, and nobody knows, nobody really understands what, what, what I've been going through. Nobody really knows, but God, you know. And I thank you, Lord God, that our life and times are in your hands because you said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord.
Father, we thank you today, Father God, that you have prepared a place for us. That, God, you have brought us into a wealthy place. God, we thank you, Father, that we are the blessed people of God. And, Lord, I pray for everyone that is struggling this morning, everyone, Lord, that feels like quitting, that feels like giving up, that, God, that you would just, God, just let them know, Father God, that if they keep going forward, you got a plan and you have already provided what's needed. It's the provision is already there. And if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I thank you for this word. I mean, this really helped me and encouraged me. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know the Lord. I don't, I'm not really sure I'm going to go to heaven when I die. Because this is most important right here, your salvation. And if you say, if you can't say with affirmative, I don't care. Don't look around. Nobody moving. Nobody talking. If you can't say today that if I die today, I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to be with the Lord forever. If you can't say that today, this is your day to slip your hand up. This is about your life. This is about your soul. This is about, this is about you and eternity. This is not a joke. This is serious business. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, will you come and please accept him as your Lord? Accept him and experience eternal bliss. Accept him and experience life. Accept him today and know that he will be with you through the, through the thick and the storm. He will be with you through the difficulty, through the rain. He will be with you. If you don't know him today, would you slip your hand up? I want to pray with you. Maybe you're here this morning and you just have been, your back is up against the wall and and, and you're saying, Pastor, I just need somebody to agree with me. I've been really going through. I just need somebody to agree with me that, that I'm going to make it because I'm been, I've been really discouraged and I've been really looking for a word from the Lord. And you got that word this morning. God said for you to keep moving. But you want the saints of God to pray with you. If that's you this morning, I don't know what you're going through. I don't even want to ask what you're going through. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Well, I just want to pray with you. That's all. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Is it one? Going through, you just want you want you just want prayer. You just want somebody to come in agreement with you this morning. Is that one? Is that one? I see that one hand. Is there another? This is between you and God. This is this is God wants to heal you today. God wants to bless you. Is there another? Saying, I just I just need prayer. Hallelujah. You who raise your hand, just pray with me, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. Lord Jesus, empower me, deliver me, and forgive me for every time I doubt it. Restore my faith, restore my energy. I'm moving ahead. I'm not quitting. I'm pressing toward my destiny. I'm pressing toward victory. I'm embracing my future because my future is bright in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God a praise. Amen. 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 Did that help you this morning? How many know you're an overcomer? God is doing some amazing things in your life. You need to keep going, keep moving forward. The best is yet to come. How do you believe that?
the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. I'm going to have the praise team come up, and they're going to kind of lead us out with a song. And, uh, and while we do that, just go ahead and stand to your feet. We're going to have our beloved brother Jacobs. He's going to come up here, and uh, he's going to close us in prayer. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, start that song up. Hallelujah. You flip the script on. You flip the script. Okay, to move forward. What a moment you have brought me to such freedom I found in you you're a healer you make all things new yeah 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 I'm not going back I'm moving ahead I'm here to declare to you my past is over you things are made
church, give God some praise again for the yes, powerful word we got today. Come on, church, raise your hands towards heaven. Yes, God. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for giving us such a powerful message, Father God. Thank yes, you, Lord. God. We receive it. We believe it. Yes. Help us, Father God. Strengthen us. Lead us and guide us by the power of your Holy Spirit yes. to keep moving. Keep yes. moving forward. Keep yes, pressing God. on, Father yes, God. Lord. In the name of Jesus, Jesus Lord. Name. And please thank watch over and keep each and every one of us, Father God, throughout this week. Bless this week, Father God, all the way until we return right back here into your house of prayer. In yes, Jesus' God. mighty name In we Jesus pray. Name. Amen. 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 Amen.